There's that song we all know and love. Blau und weiß ein Leben lang. Hallo meine Lieben, wie geht's? Willkommen zum Das Einzige Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Thank you for tuning back to our show. Schalke fans are some of the greatest fans in the world, many of whom speak English. This pod aims to bring you the latest from the Royal Blues, talk to the English-speaking fans of the club and get their point of view across, and bring you game highlights. We'll also pick out articles on the club and talk a little bit about them. I don't do this alone, and joining me on the show is co-host Jack Mangan. How are we doing, Jack? Hey, what's going on, Richard? Not too much, man. It's, uh, it's a Sunday night, and uh, it's had an interesting, interesting week of uh, football in the Bundesliga. Yeah, English Avoca, jam-packed, full of action, good stuff. Yeah, actually, it's so jam-packed uh, that we had to uh, not cover only one game, but two games. Uh, and so with more games, we had to bring in some extra help. Uh, this is a fun week as we decided to collaborate podcast with the fine folks who cover Eintracht, Fan- Eintracht Frankfurt, that's a mouthful, uh, and promote each other's <laughs> podcasts in the process. Uh, Jack joined them on Wednesday, and if you haven't a chance to listen to the pod yet, go ahead and do so and subscribe to their podcast. Um, so join us today from the Hey Eintracht Frankfurt podcast is Nathan Kavarta. Did I pronounce that right? Quarta. It is Quarta. Polish, Quarta. but yeah. Quarta. All right. Uh, so Nathan... Uh, he lives in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, he enjoys watching his local team, St. Louis FC, but he's a Frankfurt on mine above all else. Welcome to the show. <laughs> thanks for having us. And thanks for having me on the podcast, guys. Oh, no, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Uh, we heard the podcast over the week. Uh, uh, you guys are having some fun there, making your predictions. Um, if, I, if I remember correctly, Nathan, you picked a draw. Uh, as always, Jack picked 2-1 for Schalke. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian picked a one nothing game, one nothing win. Um, but before we get into that game, uh, let's talk real briefly uh, about the, the midweek game for Schalke, at least, and that, that was with uh, with Augsburg. Um, so the first two games was at Velton's Arena. Augsburgs have been playing better than expected this season and were a strong opponent for the Royal Blues. Much to our dismay, Franco Di Santo got another start in this match, and both Jack and I began questioning Tedesco's tactics. Um, Jack, uh DeSanto made us eat our own words in the 44th minute when he had a goal that gave Schalke the lead heading into halftime. Um, <laughs> we had a little bit of bittersweet there on the goal. You're happy that he scored, but you're mad that he he's on the score that he was in the lineup. Listen, as always, nothing against DeSanto as a person. He works hard. <laughs> I'm sure he's a great guy. I mean, I mean, I want him to score. Obviously, if he's going to be in the lineup, I want him to be scoring goals because it's good for the club. Um, and so yeah, whenever he's successful, I was happy to see. And honestly. Great finish, silky finish, um, sort of almost like a back heel. Yeah. Uh, really kind of caught everyone off guard. It was it was a great piece of play by him. Uh, but yeah, so he made us eat our words a little bit. Uh, but you know, overall, still questionable to keep him involved to the extent that he's been involved so far. Absolutely. Uh, so that would go into halftime one nothing. Shaka start off the second half started with a bang, just like the first half ended. Um, Guido Burgstaller doubled the lead, and uh, we were sitting pretty there. Uh, that lead, though, would last for only about 20 minutes when Kayubi scored in the 64th minute, and just like that, game on. Uh, former Frankfurt guy, Bastian Ochipka, who's been solid all year, he had a moment of forgetfulness in the box and had a little stupid foul that led to a penalty kick. Um, up step, arguably the man of the match, in my opinion, Michael Grigorich, uh, who leveled the game in the 79th minute. Um, all three points looked lost as Augsburg pulled a Schalke comeback on Schalke, uh, but that is until the 83rd minute when Schalke were awarded a penalty kick of their own. 
Daniel Calgary stepped up and gave Schalke all three points as Schalke escaped with a 3-2 victory. Very much in the Eintracht-Frankfurt uh, way. You guys have been stealing points all year too, uh, Nathan. Uh, chipping away. Chipping away. I mean, any, any way you can get points in this league, you got to do it. And if it's, if it's late, hey, so be it, right? Absolutely. So that was that was much needed three points in this this week because uh, Jack and I talked about it earlier last week how these two games, well, you may think they're easy, they're not. They're two good teams. They're both having fantastic seasons so far. So to get the first three points there was crucial for Schalke, but the, a bigger test would be on, on Saturday. Uh, so let's talk about that game. So Schalke would encounter another stingy opponent on Saturday, and that would be Eintracht Frankfurt, as the Schalke would travel to Commerce Bank Arena. Um, Nathan, your team has had Schalke's number as of late, including the only team last year to sweep Schalke. Um, what is it about facing Schalke that has you just have our number? Well, <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't I wouldn't call these games that we that we have against each other uh, so so one sided. <laughs> sure. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Just results-based. Frankfurt isn't a team that scores a lot of goals, so we kind of lean on our defense to keep us in games, especially against uh, the the top-end teams like Schalke. Um, So we've we've done a good job, uh, especially against those top-end teams of late, um, limiting their attack and and kind of just shoring up on the defensive side. we did that a lot today or yesterday, uh, early in the game, and a lot could be said of Radetzky and his his goaltending prowess. Yeah. Um, we'll get to oh. that for sure. We'll get to that for sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, you know, just uh, as the game chipped away, uh, our our problems as a team kind of came into came into view, and you guys uh, took took advantage of it. That's right. So uh, this game had two very good managers, Nico Kovac and Domenico Tedesco, both making names for themselves this season. Uh, this match would also fa- have uh, Kevin Prince Boateng and Bastian Ochipka facing their old teams, uh, respectively. Uh, Prince Boateng is currently the captain in lieu of uh, your 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 captain, who's missing, right? Or has he been the captain all season? Uh, no, uh, David Abraham has been our captain uh, all right. season, which is usually the case. Uh, he and I think he does a great job of that. But um, as Jack and I were speaking earlier, uh, it, it was I think it's just kind of this weird situation where David Abraham was injured or you know probable for this game, and Boateng, being a former um, Schalke player. I think we were trying to inject something in the game that wasn't necessarily our usual right, kind right. of tactic going into the game. I'm not so sure it, it worked out for us. <laughs> yeah, it's like almost a little bit of uh, of Kovac overthinking it, I guess. You know, and trying to I think so. one up one up Tedesco, I guess, in in some way somehow. Um, yeah, because I I hadn't been following that either, and I asked him. I was like, "Is has KPB been your captain all season? If if so, how how is that even a <laughs> thing?" But yeah, I guess it was just a dig at Schalke. Yeah, he's come in once, I believe, on maybe a, a Pokal game or uh, uh, an a, a, a early preseason game with the with the captain's badge. But otherwise, yeah, Boateng or Rose come in. That's usual. Our usual. So how, I mean, you, 
Abraham. How has he been for you? Because, like, I know typically when Boateng goes into a team, he starts out fantastic for the first couple months, and then it goes downhill from there. Um, so how has it, how has it been since he's been with you guys? Is it the same same boat? Did he start out hot, or has it always been not so much? Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did I smoke I, the fire I, there? <laughs> no, no. I I, it, I I think he's kind of matured a little bit since being in the Bundesliga uh, last last with you guys. Right. Um, you know, being with his, 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 I think it was a familial reason that he came back. So. I think he's been trying to be a more mature player and like kind of be the 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 kind of senior player that can contribute um, in that regard, as well as being a pretty you know uh, a playmaker uh, in the midfield. But um, so, like you said, we've had some pretty good months with him. I haven't haven't had really any issues with him so far. Um, uh, he was pretty divisive when we signed him, and I think anything that that anyone was questioning him in that regard has has kind of been quelled and put to rest. Um, but still have half a season to go. The Rook Runda is ahead of us. That's right. That's right. And um, I gotta say that you guys had a fantastic crowd on hand. Nathan, how surprised are you that Eintracht Frankfurt have been haven't been able to do better at home? Only seven points in seven games this season up till this one. Um, on the other hand, you guys have the best record in the, in the Bundesliga on the road. So, what do you attribute to that the the poor 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 game at home and then stellar on the road? I do not know what to attribute to that. Usually, usually, the, op- usually the opposite, you know. Yeah, yeah, we've, we're pretty strong at home usually, so I, I think it's kind of a crapshoot. It's just been our luck this year, and you know, honestly, if 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 if, if you have a better record on in a way, you're probably having a better year than than normal. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'll take I'll take those sour grapes, and uh, hopefully, we can push that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, further. so I, I have this pulled up right now, and uh, if the table was only based on the away matches, Eintracht Frankfurt is currently in second place by one point to Bayern Munich, picking up 18 out of in, in nine matches or so. Wow. Um, and uh, in the home table, they are in the relegation playoff spot. <laughs> so just a ridiculous, oh boy, you know, you know, mix of form on, 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 at home or on the road. It's pretty crazy. Wow, wow, nice find, nice, nice looking that up there. It, it shows yeah. the contrast. We have eight points at home, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. Year, yeah, that's correct. Is garbage fire, but uh, <laughs> I'll take what we have in our way because that that's usually a kind of an indicator of how healthy a team is. So, all right. So, looking at the lineups for this game, you had um, for Schalke, you had Farman, Stambouli, Naldo, Nastasic, Alessandro, Schopf, Kalajiri, Meyer, Ochipka, Harit, Konoplyanka, and Bergseller. Di Santo was left out. Jack, uh, what'd you make of this lineup? Happy no DeSanto in this one? <laughs> to start, please, to start? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I'm a broken record at this point. Yeah, I was. I was. Um, and, I mean, so listen. DeSanto, after this game, has now played over just 2,400 Bundesliga minutes for Schalke. Um, in that time, he has scored four goals <laughs> and has four assists. That, that, that's a goals and assists per 90 of, of .15. I can do that. Which is basically, you know, he, he's doing something... Every six and a half games or so, 
which for a center for it just isn't good enough. Just no, plain and not. simple. It's not. So, I mean, yeah, he's picked up a couple recently. Good for him. We're all, you know, applauding half sarcastically. But like, you know, anyway, besides that, um, you know, pretty, pretty standard lineup, pretty typical lineup. Good to see Alessandro Schupf back in the lineup. Um, he's been kind of making his way back recently. Yeah. Um, and, and he's a he's a player that you shouldn't forget about. He's, he's got some ability for sure. And he's a nice um, somebody to kind of change things up over on the right hand side, kind of with Calgary. And he definitely uh, showed some of that skill today or on on Saturday. Uh, now looking at the Eintracht lineup, we had Lukas Radeski. How do you say how do you say his last name? Radeski. Nathan. Sorry, I was on mute. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Radetsky. Radetsky. Okay, and then you had uh, in defense Carlos Salcedo, Marco Ruiz, uh, Simon Fallet, Jelson Fernandez in the midfield with Marius Wolf, uh, Kevin Prince Boateng that we talked about. Mijat Gasanovic, Jetro Vellums, uh, Luka Jovic, and Ante Rebic. Um, you were missing the man bun in uh, Alexander Meyer, who's been torching <laughs> us in the past. But you had another man bun of your own in Marco Rose there. Uh, yeah. What did you, you make of the lineup that you had for this game? Well, uh, I, I, you know, English and Voka, we have... Uh, We've had some, you know, I think we were a little tired going into this match, so we kind of mixed things up. Alaire, who's our usual go-to striker, has been uh, a little off of late. So I, uh, he got he got benched at the beginning for Jovic, and I'm, I'm pretty high on Jovic. I think he's got a good career ahead of him, um, and, and he kind of, he proved that at the, at the beginning. But I'll say this, I think... With Abraham out, it, it kind of shows how weak we are in defense, despite the fact that we have the uh, one of the better defenses in the Bundesliga at the moment. Yeah, Rus yeah. in the middle there is a glaring indication that we have to have <laughs> and some some <laughs> some better players there. Uh, hopefully, during the winter pause. <laughs> <laughs> well. You talked about uh, you were talking about Jovic and uh, the opening goal. You know, caught Schalke sleeping as Rebic received a long pass. Uh, shrugged off Stambouli, who marked him really poor right there. Uh, uh, Rebic then ended up finding Gasinovic, who slipped it to a wide open teammate. This is Ante Rebic. Twenty minute goal this afternoon. Dangerous ball in and an opportunity here and a goal here. Luka Jovic with his second Bundesliga goal of the season. Barely a minute. Yeah, um, Rebic has been our our, our shining uh, star. I think this year so far, he is just a workhorse, and he will he will find a way to um, make an attack, uh, a, a an offensive attack out of out of seemingly nothing, and uh, that that clearly happened again today. And uh, yeah, that first goal was a was a, a glaring. <laughs> uh he just keeps uh making me I, I don't know where we found him i think it was just a croatian uh uh comparison or croatian relationship between him and kovac but yeah he's been a great find for us he continues to excel and gasinovic with the with the silky moves he's a he's a good player who has the tricky feet and it's hard to keep up. I mean he made he made Meyer look uh pathetic in that one play. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't the first time either. And you know, no, Meyer yeah. really in my opinion was a big part of, of both goals. If you look at the you know the opener obviously they kind of caught us with our pants down a little bit, caught us cold right at the beginning. They play a long ball in um you know Stambouli who 
you know, after a fairly good start to the season, we've talked about this recently. He's had some shaky moments and some yeah. moments that have led to some goals over the past couple games. He was involved in um, both goals today, too. Yeah, and so he gets shrugged off quite easily. Max Meyer is just ball watching and very <laughs> lazily tracking back. Um, and he's he's not showing any hustle. Ultimately, that ball gets crossed in, and, and Max Meyer is nowhere to be found, and it forces Nastasic into kind of a two-on-one, and they're able to play around him and just kind of you know, get the tap in. So... Um, disappointing start for Schalke in my opinion you know this is these are important games it's it's the last game before you know winter break and maybe they were already on holiday a little bit at the beginning um rather than kind of you know staying focused yeah yeah um and just like that Eintracht was in the lead one nothing what one two minutes into the game um not the way Schalke want to start but that's a fantastic way to start for you guys uh, uh Nathan um I mean, you guys, if you get a goal, it's pretty much, with your defense, it's, you can almost lock it up pretty much, you know, lock up shot for the rest of the game. Um, how how yeah. happy were you to see that goal? I, I loved it, but it is not, it is rare, I feel like it's been rare for us to have a lead early in a game. Right. So, and I think it showed, we, we, we lacked a little bit of pace and we slipped into a passive mindset um, and it kind of allowed Schalke to play the game that they wanted to play, um, which ultimately, you know, in the end kind of undid us. But for a while there, it was kind of pins and needles. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I want to fast forward to a play that happened in the 30th minute uh, with Jetro Willems. Um, he received a yellow for simulation. A, did you think it was simulation? And B, um, oh, there really is no B. <laughs> did you think it was simulation? <laughs> uh, I think he got caught with his pants down there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the referee was right there, and he called it right away. I mean, I thought first it was going to be, oh, it's a, it's a – I'm like, why did he stop the play? You guys had the advantage. And then I was like, oh, wait, you see the replay. You're like, oh, he didn't even touch him. We're not even close. Yeah, yeah Joe Williams has been a, a good find for us again this year. He's been a great, um, you know, wing attack. Uh, I I didn't expect much from him when we got him, but he's he's been a workhorse as well. Um, but there was something there that, I, I mean, I... You get one yellow card, but I don't think he was. He had a great game today, and that's why you saw him get uh, get pulled off the field in the forty second minute. Um, it was very odd for us to do. So. Yeah, and I was I was surprised by that as well, just because I'm a big fan of, of Williams myself. You know, he's been on my radar for a while back at PSV, um, and so I was I was looking forward to kind of getting a closer look at him today, and that was just a brutal acting job. On his part, I mean, like the, the yes. head goes flying back, and like I mean, it's just it's. I mean, you see the replay; it's just it's looked, really he embarrassing. Italian. He looked Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, as you said, he get, he gets pulled off not too long after that, and yeah, you know, those early substitutions are definitely um, unusual. So I, I'm I'm curious as to why that was. Maybe it was just a performance thing. Maybe they were, yeah. you know, not 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 liking the discipline they were seeing from him, whatever. But um, yeah, interesting to have him get forced off in that early change. Yeah, because I, yeah. I, I couldn't tell either if it was because of the yellow or because they were, he wasn't playing well. What did you make of that, Nathan? He he's not he's not much for many bookings, so I, I think it was performance related. Yeah. Whatever stats they were looking at, he just wasn't hitting them. So um, quick turnout. I don't think it was a it was the right move. I th- I think we lost this game mostly because of our our tactics, um, um, but. I think that was the start of it right there. Yeah, well, I mean, at least for American fans, you got to see Timmy Chandler come on, on the pitch. 
So, I mean, <laughs> in a neutral perspective, I guess that was okay. But, uh, yeah, I know. I mean, uh, it was ultimately tactics, even though you guys just started, started off really quickly. Um, just before that, uh, that, ex- that, that, that substitution, Konoplyanka actually had a chance, uh, marauding down the right side. Uh, he found, I mean, Harit wide open in front of the post, far post, uh, but Harit could not finish. Uh, it was a glorious chance to, to equal the game in the 35th minute, but, um, yeah, uh, it shows that he's not quite the the finisher yet that we expect him to be, Jack. Yeah, you know what? As far as this one goes, I mean, yeah, it was disappointing. I actually kind of put some of this on on Konoplyanka. He had a lot of time to play that ball in, and ultimately, I don't really think he got the pace on it and the whip on it that he wanted to. And so, um, when that thing is coming in, it looks like Roos is going to get it, and it ultimately doesn't. And when it falls to Harit, it's a little bit behind him, um, and so it's a difficult play for him to to kind of make i mean yeah maybe maybe he could have held his run a little bit and you know done something with it but by the time the ball reached him it was it was i think it personally was asking a little bit of him to try to finish that so i'm gonna let him off the hook for that one but um certainly a missed opportunity uh kind of made a great great run to get open on that um and then you know harit made a you know an excellent parallel run um, to make himself available, I thought. I mean, when I was watching that play develop, I thought that was going to be the equalizer for sure. And I thought Schalke would not have another opportunity to score, but just before halftime, Alessandro Schof had another brilliant opportunity. But Radeski had a magical save uh, with a with a palm, uh, point blank range. Uh, has this guy been doing this all season for you guys, Nathan? Oh, oh yeah, uh, I think Radetzky is the goods. He's he's. <clears throat> He, we won't see him back at uh, Frankfurt at, uh, at the end of the season. He's moving on to greener pastures, I believe, uh, Europa or Champions League wise. Um, yeah, he's got great skill in the in in those tight situations. He does have some issues uh, out of the box and um, <clears throat> you know navigating other ways, um, pun- punching free kicks out and stuff like that, but. Uh, he is one of the better keepers in the Bundesliga for sure. And how old? How old is he? I'm not too familiar with him. Is he a young guy? Is he? Is he mid twenties? You know, Nathan, you there? Uh, twenty eight. <laughs> twenty eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> twenty eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He looks. I mean, he. I, I don't know where he's from, but he has one of those young faces. That's why I wasn't sure how old he was. I mean, I couldn't tell if he was a teenager or, or what. So. <laughs> yeah, he's a, a Finnish. He's the Finnish uh, goalkeeper uh, Finnish, right? for their national team. Um, yeah, I don't know how good they are. I don't really keep track of the Finnish soccer <laughs> team, but um, yeah, he's he's been great for us the past two years. Uh, he and he will definitely move on. I'm he's. He's going to be on a Europa or Champions League team at the end of this. Uh, hopefully, ours by the end, but he won't be with us at the end of the year. <laughs> uh, so, um, so that's how it would go one nothing into halftime. Coming out of the second half, a, a guy you were just actually just talking about, um, in the 49th minute, Rebic would be out and Haller would come in in the 49th minute. Um, I haven't seen too much of Haller this year, but actually... I, it's not true. Uh, he's had some stellar goals this season. Uh, he's had like highlight real goals, at, career highlight goals in just one season. Um, he, this this guy, he seems to just do magic with the, the couple touches he gets in a game. Um, uh, where did you guys find? Where did you guys find him? Yeah, I believe he's. Uh, f- we found him in a Swiss league uh, or uh, uh, Niederlander team. I, okay, I, yeah. I can't 
can't, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but yeah, he's a younger guy. I think he's 23 years old, um, kind of coming into his own. Um, but yeah, he's, he has seven goals for us this year. Yeah. A, a couple of them, like that scissor kick one came out of nowhere and yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of blew up. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's got a lot to, he's got a lot to fill into of course, but, um, he's, he's, he's progressing along nicely for us. Um, a, a great substitution to be had if, if he's not starting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It appears so. Um, if you guys want to trade him for uh, DeSanto, just let us know. We'll, we'll be we'll more than happy to lodge. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, so, Jack, um, actually, like a minute later, uh, Domenico Tedesco received a warning on the on on the sideline. Did you see what he did, or what he or did? He do something? Did he say something? Do you know? What, did you just catch that? I think he was giving the fourth official a hard time all game. I didn't, you know, see exactly what happened with that one. I know that he was ultimately sent off very late in the game, a little bit later. So, um, but you know what? I, I don't mind that occasionally. A coach getting vocal and trying to stick up for his players. Um, I mean, if, we, if it becomes a repetitive problem, obviously that's not good. You don't want your coach to not be in the technical area for you. But, um, you know, when you're trying to get your team to, to come back into a match, um, it certainly helps if you're a little bit fired up um, and, and seemingly as invested in it as, as you're trying to, you know, hope that they are. So um, I liked that from him personally. But well, uh, it appears that um, uh, Christian Heidel follows this podcast and follows your Twitter, Jack, because uh, he de- apparently he demanded a, a change around the 56th minute. Uh, I mean, Harit would come out, and uh, your boy Franco Di Santo would come in and replace for him. Um, yeah, great sub. Great substitution there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, a uh, few minutes later, um, Alessandro Schopp, he picked up a, a yellow, which I didn't catch. I don't know if either of you guys caught it. Um, it didn't seem like he did much to Gasinovic, and Gasinovic fell down. Um, what did your guys make of that yellow on that play? Because um, I, I I didn't see much to it, but maybe, <laughs> maybe you guys saw something I didn't. Uh, you, Jack, you can go ahead, I but <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was a dive. I, I thought that one was a dive. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's a couple questionable ones. I think all match. Um, Every game you know, those, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that was just one of those ones. I don't feel strongly about it either way, to be honest. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it happens in the game. We said earlier in the game that you know these, these dives happen all the time, and I mean, there's nothing really can do about it. If they get caught, they get caught. If they don't, I mean, that's what it is. That's that's soccer for you or football. Um, our, <laughs> The guy we've been talking about who who was part of the problem in the first goal that uh, Eintracht scored popped up in the second one. Stambouli, his pass was intercepted. Gasinovic seemingly walking through the entire team. Uh, again, tiptoed around Meyer. Uh, and then he found uh, center right, right in front and center, Sebastian Haller. Storming run by Gasinovic. It's a brilliant run. And surely a chance. And it's put in. Sebastian Haller. And Schalter. Seemingly heading for their first league defeat since September. Uh, with a beautiful back heel goal. Um, again, this guy, he just scores uh, these cheeky little goals that seemingly come out of nowhere. Um, did you think... Uh, first, I thought it was Kevin Prince Boateng who scored it, but when you see the replay, he did a nice little mm-hmm. back heel flick there. Um, talk a little bit more about... You know, the Hilaire goal was nice, but... Let's let's talk more about Gasinovich. This guy, uh, what a player he is. Yeah, 
Um, he's a Serbian national team player, so he'll get to play in the World Cup at least the group round. <laughs> we'll yeah, see how yeah. far they go. Yeah. But uh, dark horse, uh, and he's definitely a starter on that team. Um, he's de- he's got the skill to to move on, but oftentimes he's he's kind of his own worst enemy. He 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 gets in he gets in his head, and he'll think he. Uh, w- w- among the Frankfurt ranks, we all we often talk about that he all, he usually takes one too many moves before giving up the ball. Um, so it, he's he's been kind of on the the shit list. <laughs> I don't know if you guys <laughs> speak uh, uh, <laughs> expletives on this podcast, but uh, yeah, we do. he's we do. he's he's been kind of on the on the outs of late. Uh, as a midfielder, and he in the past two games has come back from that, and he uh, he's been rumored to to be a transfer in the in the transfer window coming up. Uh, the, uh, probably a low low risk there, but um, he's definitely upped his value a little bit on our team at least. And and yeah, that goal was sweet. He he worked his way up for for that Haller goal. Yeah, he made Max Meyer look stupid on that, honestly. Um, <laughs> great, great move on him. Um, as we said, Stambouli and Meyer again involved in, in this goal. Um, and then, you know, thank goodness Hilaire finished that with the back heel and that didn't fall to Kevin Prince Botang. Just thank goodness, because that would have been just brutal <laughs> if it was him that put it away. And you could see he almost looked upset for a second, like it was taken right away from him. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he didn't he didn't celebrate initially, and I was like, Oh man, that was clutch. So, um, <laughs> yeah, back a like a backwards kick like that. I it was it seemed pretty risky um, on the replay. Everything's in, uh, in hindsight and replay, but um, I don't know if he even saw Kevin Prince Boateng there. But that would have been the safe bet to pass it to him to knock it in. But thankfully, I, I like to think he did see him and just did that to spite him. Yeah. Well, he has a striker's mentality. So you, you, your strikers are tend more to, to do yeah. that kind of stuff, kind of stuff. So it's good to see that. Um, you don't want him to give him an opportunity like that. Cause I mean, if he goes for the pass and he gets intercepted, then he looks like a fool. Yeah, for sure. Um, coming into this game, I, I believe either the last five goals or five of the last six goals conceded by Shaka were off of set pieces. Um, but this game had two open play goals against them, so it was a little bit of a change for Shaka, as we pointed out last week, Jack. Um, Shaka starting to leak in some goals. Uh, the defense is not as stout as it was at the beginning yeah. of the season. Yeah, it's it's been a problem recently. We were one of the you know the better teams in the Bundesliga. Um, and then you know starting with that Dortmund game where we conceded four, uh, we've conceded. At least two goals, I think, in, what is that, three of the last four, maybe, yeah. um, outside of that Gladbach game. And like we said in that Gladbach game, they could have had, you know, a couple more than they did. Right. Um, so definitely been been worrying uh, recently. Um, you know, Stambouli been kind of shaky. Um, I, I think I'm going to look for, you know, Teal Care to maybe make a return into that back three um, after the Vinterpaza. Um, You know, we'll see. But... Yeah, I mean, and as we've talked about too, you know, Schalke struggle to break teams down from open play. At least it seems like that a lot. We are uh, we have a very high percentage of our overall goals come from from dead ball situations, penalties, corners, you know, whatever. Um, and, and like we said, those are good things to have um, and be able to pull out of your back pocket in a, in a you know in a clutch situation. But um, you know, if we don't start turning goals in at a little bit higher of a pace, um, this defensive 
issue that's kind of crept up recently might end up causing us some problems. I mean, we're sitting in second place at the table right now, and obviously that's fantastic. We're all very excited about it. But, you know, you look at Eintracht Frankfurt, who's down in eighth place. There's a four-point difference between second and eight right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, this things can change very quickly. You know, Dortmund were, you know, firing Peter Bosch, um, and we're down in, you know, something like eighth place a week ago. And then because of the English Revolka, you know, you get two quick games, they win, and suddenly they're back up in the third. Like, yep. things can shift very, very quickly. So Schalke are certainly not safe by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, we're all happy with where they are. But that defensive issue is something that they really need to kind of um, not let become too much of a habit. And they're going to need to right the ship quickly because uh, they, they started the season with a tough schedule, and they're going to play those same teams again come here uh, start of the second half of the season. So they need to get their stuff together or they're going to find themselves on a losing streak. Um, that, uh, that goal that was scored by, uh, Sebastian Haller was actually the sixth goal scored by a sub against Schalke this season. Uh, that's, uh, that's sad for Schalke fans, but, uh, if you're the opponent, that's something you got to lick your chops at and say, Hey, we're going to bring this guy and we're probably going to score. Fresh legs, man. <laughs> Fresh legs. Now imagine, imagine if DeSanto could do that off the bench. That'd be cool, but <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be happy he could score on a regular basis. Come on. DeSanto's going to block me on Twitter, probably. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, if you know, anyway, I'm not going to get into DeSanto anymore. Um, in the 68th minute, Briel Mbolo came in for Konoplyanka. There we um, go. And that is a substitution I liked. I liked it much more than DeSanto. Briel Mbolo has been struggling with a lot of injuries and stuff, but uh, he was due to, to get on the score sheet eventually. Um uh, yeah, I was I wasn't pleased to see kind of Plianka be the one who was no, sacrificed because no, I yeah. thought he had a very good game. And you wanted been, to be yeah, but, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, right after they took him in, right? <laughs> um, no, no. Um, I mean, there's a couple of different players I think you could have done at that point, but you know, maybe like shove for somebody. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean, Embolo. We talk about we'd like to see him starting, but obviously he's still working his way back from this injury. He needs match fitness. Um, I think stamina might be an issue for him at this point. So it's not you know shocking to not being able to see him play a full 90 with any consistency, but um always excited when he gets on the pitch because he's, he's a difference maker. He's, I mean, he, he had, he, he's very raw, but um I think everyone can see the talent that he has and, and the trouble that he can cause defenses when he gets on the pitch. So clearly that move was a result of the, of the two nothing scoreline. Um, Chaco are in jeopardy of losing their first game since September. Um, they, they have been on a 10 game unbeaten streak. So they had um, Tedesco went ahead and brought in Briel and Bolo um, in the 77th minute, Schalke had another opportunity to get get back into the game, um, and it was a free kick by Nastasic of all people that nearly missed. Uh, I'm sure Radetzky would have probably got it the way he was playing the game, uh, but I did not expect Nastasic of all people to take a free kick and then nearly score it. Yeah, that was that was surprising. I think there was a couple different Schalke players that were over that ball. Usually, it's Naldo or somebody, um, and Nastasic just kind of hanging out there sneakily on the edge and. Um, Pretty good effort. Obviously, it wasn't on target, but it wasn't too far away. You know, a curling ball up into the uh, the upper ninety and didn't miss by much. And that would have been um, a pretty incredible way for him to score his first Schalke goal. Now, I'm a big fan of Naldo, but I'm sick of these free kicks he always does. I mean, every now and then it's okay to get those hard shots, but he does them all the time and they never work. They just go right into the wall. Um, they need to do better you know with that. They need, they need to just do it like once a game, not like five times a game. As far as I'm concerned, Naldo can do whatever he wants. At this no, point, I mean, yeah, oh, <laughs> after this game, yes, he is gone. <laughs> twice, twice in the last what four games, whatever he's done this now. So, um, geez, yeah, he's uh, he can do whatever he's, he gets a hall pass. 
Uh, so actually, Nathan, you guys had a chance to make it three nothing. Timmy Chandler had a great opportunity, um, but he shot it wide. I mean, he, poor he, finishing. He, yeah, poor, he should, mean, the look on his face said everything you need to know about that play. He could not be more open and have more net to shoot at, and he still shot it wide to the side of the net. Yeah, he he's come, the last game he he came back from injury and he was I think he had two assists in that game just like Kachinovich in this game and he was the man of the match last last week uh but man alive how much more net do you need <laughs> apparently, apparently a lot more that wasn't the first mistake Chandler made either I mean I think it was a little bit earlier they had uh they're on a break and he takes this completely random and unnecessary extra touch that ultimately, um, you know, leads to an offside decision, which would have been a very, very oh, good yeah, opportunity for yeah. Eintracht Frankfurt. And I was like, Timmy, what are you doing, buddy? Mm-hmm. The old Lowney Shadiva. <laughs> yeah, holding on to a one second too long, and, and it all, it all, it's all it takes for Nala to, you know, adjust and get offside call there. Um, so, yeah, Chandler wasn't having a great game up to that point. Um Tedesco was having enough of it. Uh, he finally brought in McKenney for Alessandro Schoff. Let's look at the, the first goal for Schalke. Um, Max Meyer finally did something good in this game. Uh, he, he found a nice little chip pass over the wall or over the defense uh, to Burksteller. And Burksteller crossed it wide. Meyer. It'll come for Burksteller. Skido Burksteller. And it's in. And an important personal moment for Bray Lambolo. After all the hard work he's done to come back from injury, his first Bundesliga goal since October last year. But from a team perspective, Schalke back in it. And wide open was uh, Brielle Mbolo. How happy were you to see him score a goal, Jack? Very happy. It was, you know, obviously a big moment for him. He's been, you know, it's a long road back. For him after that very serious injury, and it, I mean that was his first goal I think since October 2016, yeah, which is like yeah. right when he got injured, and um, he was on a he was really starting at that point last year to kind of finally show what he had. I think he scored three or four goals in kind of a quick span for us, and just as we were getting excited about him, you know he gets taken out. So um, great to see him get back on the score sheet. That was that was a cool moment. Hopefully it's it's the first of. Uh, first of many this season, um, you know, interesting play. I think he was kind of involved in it over on the right side of the box earlier. It kind of gets cleared yeah. out a little bit, and right. he is very lazily walking back, and he's just offside by you know by a significant margin. And I think because of that, the Eintracht Frankfurt defense maybe just kind of forgot about him a little bit. And when the ball gets chipped over to uh, you know uh, Berge, uh, you know, ultimately. And Bull is just kind of standing there onside at that point, and he's wide open at the back post to uh, to tap that in. Now, Nathan, did you catch who was supposed to be covering him? Was it supposed to be Marco Roos, or who was who was supposed to be on him? I believe that was a Roos uh, coverage there. The man bun strikes again. <laughs> man bun <Yeah>. strikes again. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's talk more about this goaltender of yours. Um, in the 84th minute, Daniel Caligiuri unleashed a howitzer. I mean, that was a rocket of a shot. And I don't know how Radeski saved it. He saved it off something. I don't, was it his head? Was it his shoulder? Was it his, what was it? It was it was a crazy it, save. It looked like a like a brick wall saved that one. <laughs> yeah, it's like he had plexiglass on him or something, you know? Yeah, him. yeah. I think it was his 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 right shoulder or left shoulder. I can't remember. But yeah, he looked like came a, off. 
It looked like a goal goaltender in hockey there with it with that save, like shrugging his shoulder or something. You know, honestly, I mean, he's finished, so maybe that that comes into play. It, it, he looks like that a lot to me, like a like a hockey goaltender. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these, sometimes these goaltenders will, uh, both hockey and soccer, they'll uh, they get a little crazy and try to make saves with their heads or shoulder, or something different, you know, that they're uh, they're used to in these other sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was this was an interesting moment in the match for me, just because I felt like at this point you could really start feeling something building from Schalke. Um, a- after the first goal from Eintracht Frankfurt, they really kind of sat back and let Schalke kind of do their possession thing. And um, for me, there was a real lack of urgency from Schalke once they reached the final third. A lot of kind of like lazy, aimless, directionless balls being played in to no one in particular without any real like you know conviction. Um. And and that was kind of the way most of the game went. But then kind of after we scored that first one late, we really started building, had some some better opportunities, I think, and this was one of the first of those. Yeah, and and we were talking about how how good Gasinovich was. I thought in the first half, uh, Amin Herrett was doing really well, creating opportunities. Seems like he's taking this uh, taking the reins of trying to be the playmaker on this team. I mean, it was just that final third that was missing, whether it be a pass by him or just a a poor poor finishing there. Um, but he. It, it did seem like he was creating a lot of more opportunities in the second half. It was uh, it was different. We were, like you said, it was starting to build and starting to build. And by that point, you know, we're starting to get shots off. We had that goal by Mbolo. Caligiri had a, had a great opportunity, if not for the goaltender. Um, as the time was ticking on, uh, with four, the side referee held up four minutes of stoppage time. At that point, I don't know if that would be an, enough. Um, so Chalka kept pressing. That, that was the one thing I did like. They I seen that they. They switched to a long ball mentality. Um, uh, Nathan, is this something that teams do a lot against you, the, lo- the long ball, or is this something that Schalke just threw out trying to score a goal? I, I, I think that's all credited to Schalke uh, noting that the midfield would be gassed and that's the way to go uh, uh, up the field. Uh, the, the last time that we had that was against Dortmund, um, where the midfield didn't exist for either team the entire game. And it was just long balls after long balls. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we were just gassed in the midfield and Schalke knew it. Um, Frankfurt were doing a good job of trying, of trying to run the clock out. Um, I guess Tedesco had enough of it and, and around the three minute, three, three, three and a half minute, three forty minute mark, um, he ends up getting tossed, Jack. Um, I guess he was just, uh, just claiming that Frankfurt maybe were, were wasting time or was just still upset with the fourth official from early in the game. Uh, did you know why he was end up getting kicked out? Yeah, once again, I didn't exactly see what happened. They kind of cut to it after he was, um, you know, kind of being dismissed. But um, so he wasn't he wasn't on the pitch for the climactic moments, but he was certainly out there afterwards celebrating. Now, by this point, uh, Naldo had become a, a straight-out forward at this point. Um, the only, only Stambouli and the Sausage were playing were in the back, and they were just launching balls one after the other. Um, and every time, it, came, it seemed to be the same 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 result. Frankfurt defense would get it, clear it out. Um, but at the four, fourth-minute mark of, of uh, stoppage time, uh, Stambouli, who had been mocking all game, um, had a long pass, bounced around, first off Mbolo, then off... I don't know if it was off Roos or who it was for the, for Frankfurt. Um, the ball trickled out, and who else is going to get there, Jack? But, of course, Naldo. I'm released for Edmolo. Naldo! The king of the comeback strikes again. He got the late, late equalizer in the Revere Derby against Dortmund. And he has repeated the trick against Frankfurt. 
and Schalke's incredible unbeaten run is set to continue. They do not know when they're beaten. 2-2. I mean, what a finish, first of all. So composed, side-footed, low, into the corner. I mean, no doubt about it. Um, and he just keeps coming up with with just clutch moments. I mean, who would you expect? I mean, that was from the edge of the box, too. It wasn't like it was a yeah. tap-in or anything. It was a nice finish. And, uh, you know, much like in the Dortmund game, um, you know, I, I think I tweeted this out, you know, Fergie time, it's, it's like Tedesco time now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. um, you know, coming up with these these late stoppage time goals. But, um, I mean, I love it. I, I love the fight that this team has. Um, I mean, it makes a lot of sense after you erase a four nothing deficit to a team like Dortmund. You got to believe that you're really capable of anything after that. Um, but you know, we've seen it, you know, time and time again. Whether it's the Augsburg match, you know, midweek where they where we kind of look like we're going to drop points and, and we find a way to to steal it late, um, and then here again, you know, down, uh, you know, basically two nil, uh, and the, you know, you don't see the heads drop. The body language isn't isn't particularly negative, and they keep kind of plugging along, plugging along, and you know they got their chances the last ten minutes or so, and they but they left it right to the death, but they took advantage of it. And uh, pretty incredible moment. I've watched it a bunch of times, and I I get I get goosebumps every time uh, Naldo puts that away. And you would think normally a guy like Naldo would would just power it as hard as he can. Had he done that, I think there was a defender or a midfielder in the way who would have blocked it. He coolly, like a, like an attacker, just curled a little curl, placed it perfectly uh, using his head. That shows uh, uh, the 35 wise wise years he has on his head there. Um, to not you know, not overthink it, stay cool in the in the in the, in the situation and and finish it off. Um, Nathan, at this point, what are you thinking? Are you you got to be distraught at this point? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I, it, I, well, I think it's a, I think it's accredited. I mean, you guys kept pounding us with, uh, with those long balls and, and, and eventually that long ball came to, I think it was Naldo and Roos initially and, uh, Roos kind of, kind of crumbled and he was laying on the pitch the rest of that play. Um, if, if, if he would have stayed on his feet, he would he would have been right at Naldo, um, uh. so you you change that whole narrative of that play, and we would have we would have won it. But um, uh, yeah, I, I I cannot stand when a team goes into a defensive shell like that. It's just it, it's it it it's only nerves at that point. Yeah. So um, up until up until now, we've been good at 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 gelling with the t- as a team and kind of you know cor- just creating this this vibe that we can we can withstand these assaults like this but t- today uh, you know saturday we just could not could not stay with you guys then i feel like this is a loss i know we got a point out of it but i i was hurting at the end of this yeah, and, and on, the, on the other foot if, to us it felt like a win just much just like the dortmund game did being down big and then you come back and, and get a draw mm-hmm. it felt like a win to us um i know you guys mentioned this on the podcast on the early in the midweek um we didn't want var to get involved var was called on this play um there's question of whether burks yeah. had touched it or not had he touched it it would have been offside and no goal um, all replays looked that it was the Eintracht defenseman that that uh, touched the ball last, and Burkseller did not get it. Did you? Yeah, and when I saw it, when yeah, when I saw it live, I actually thought it was Burkseller, and the replay showed that it wasn't. But um, the second I heard them 
the 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 announcer saying, "Oh, they're, they're you know they're bringing in the video system," I was like, "Oh no, they're going to yep. overturn this, aren't they?" Like you know, right after that moment, um, and luckily, uh, the VAR comes to the rescue of Schalke once again. We seem to be on the right side of these quite a bit. We talked about that at the midweek, right? right. Who's going to get the benefit of the VAR decision? Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's fortuitous for us. I've been pre- I've been a pretty good big fan of VAR until this. I mean, uh, even until, in that until play, Saturday. I'm, until I, Saturday. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I was I was fuming because I thought Beric Staller hit that, <laughs> hit that. But you know what? That's that's what VAR is there for the the right play, the right call. So uh, it, th- that that actually that play started off a debate on Twitter with different people because uh, they're asking, well, like, well, if that pass was intended for Beric Staller, shouldn't that be offsides? And other people are saying, well, no, he didn't touch it until you touch it. It's not offsides. And I think that's what that's what they end up deciding is that it's just like uh if you if uh if you're shooting it on goal and you're passing to a guy who's offside but the defender touches it and it goes on own goal like Sambuli had against Dortmund it's still a goal because until that play you know until he touches it the play hasn't come to fruition you know what I mean so I think that's what yeah. I think that's what the rule is I mean it's we're trying to find it everywhere but I'm pretty sure that's based on all the games I've seen that's what what the rule is I can talk about that all the live long day because there are times when there, uh, that line official will call offsides before the that player even touches it. Yeah. But other times where they'll just let it go. and It, it does know, seem it, like it's to the discretion of the referee at that point. Although yeah. I will say, I think it's hard to claim that that ball was intended for Bergstahl. It was just kind of a general long ball that was tossed up there and then kind of got bounced around a little bit. They were or, Dortmund you know, fans saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that it was the right call, you know. <laughs> it's it, as, as much as I would like it to be otherwise, it was the right call. Yeah, you don't hear arguing from Jack and I. That's sure. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that, Nathan. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, um, with this game wrapping up, it would end the first half of the season. Uh, Bayern Munich ended up being the winter champions. Uh, they're in first place with 41 points. Um, second place, Schalke remains uh, with 30 points with uh, Leipzig losing today. Uh, I think it was 3-1 to uh, Hertha Berlin. Uh, as Jack said, Dortmund, is, Dortmund Leverkusen, uh, Leipzig, and Gladbach are all tied with 28 points. Uh, and, they, and the order as is that Dortmund is currently in third, um, Leverkusen, Leipzig, and then Gladbach. Um, and, then, and then seventh place, Seventh and eighth place, you have Hoffenheim and your Eintracht Frankfurt with 26. Uh, like Jack was saying, I mean, they're all within four points. I mean, any, anything can happen. Um, it is so tight. And you can even go down two more spots between Augsburg and then uh, Hertha Berlin. They're just two points behind you guys. Um, it seems this this league, other than other than Bayern, um, it's it's such a close competitive game. Anything can happen every week. Uh, your team has to show up. And uh, where, where your team probably had three points in the bag today, Nathan, um, Something just as simple as not be staying focused for ninety minutes uh, cost you guys a, a big two points uh, that you could have saw you guys at twenty eight points and just one point behind Sh- uh, Schalke. Yeah, we've we've had another game specifically against Hoffenheim where that that occurred as well. Um, so we we were sitting at at you know two points instead of six points, which would put us uh, way up there. So. Um, we've got some things to learn, and hopefully, we can continue to improve in the in the rook runda. But overall, are you satisfied with where you are after the first half? Yeah, yeah. Um, especially after our rook runda of last year, 
where we, I think we were the worst team in the league, maybe, <laughs> after sitting in third place uh, in the winter pause of last year. Um, I This team's got a good head on its shoulders, and Kovac, uh, I think, will navigate that this year uh, much better than he did last year, but we're, we will see. Yeah, I mean, as we said, you guys are you guys are right there, and I'm I'm a big fan of Kovac as well. I like him a lot, so um, I think that you your prospects are good for the for the Rook Runda. Uh, same for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know how how hot commodities uh, managers are these days. Uh, how long do you see Kovac staying at at, at Frankfurt? Because um, uh, you know, if the team keeps performing the way they are, and if, if even if they go better. Um, some teams that are some bigger teams that are in need of managers are going to start come calling for for his name. Um, as I'm sure they do with Tedesco, uh, they are this season with Nagelsmann. Um, so what are, what are your prospects as as far as keeping uh, Kovac? Um, this not only this season, but for for another year, another two, or what what have you? Um, he's he's uh, extended his contract uh, till 2019, and oh. uh, there was a recent meeting with uh, fans somewhere where. He uh, he's pretty short on on words in that regard, but he said that he intends to fulfill his contract with Eintracht Frankfurt until 2019. I I don't know what his his goals are until after that, but I you know he's he's shining right now. So I I don't know. We'll we'll have to cross that when we cross that bridge when we get to it. I hope he stays with us, of course. So. Uh... Alexander Meyer, he's still he's what is he out injured? Because I you know I haven't seen his name in a while, and I have, not, not that I follow you guys or anything, but um I do know yeah. I, I do know him. He's a he's a big name. He's a good scorer. Uh, so what's 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 the status with him? Yeah, he's he's had a few uh, successive injuries uh, of late with his ankle, I believe, and he's on the rebound right now. He's in uh, rehab and coming back to match fitness. Um, he's not practicing with the team yet, but uh, he, he will be by the end of the year, I believe. But we'll see, because I think his his contract ends at the end of this year or next year. I can't I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but with the way our team's playing and how the how competitive it is at the striker position, I'm not so sure that we will pick up another year contract with him. So he may have seen his better playing uh, years beyond him. I'm not sure where he'll end up or if he'll end up with the team in a, in a front office position or what. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he'll be able to, uh, you know, reinvent himself, come back with a different hairstyle and just rejuvenate his career and not leave that man behind him. But please, (laughs) I would like that. (laughs) Getting rid of the man bun, say it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 sticking with it. He still has it, so we'll see. Oh man, yeah. Uh, so, Schalke fans, what did you make uh, against the match against Augsburg and Eintracht Frankfurt? Tell us about it at SF4 underscore podcast on Twitter. Um, I think we're gonna wrap it up there. Keep tuning in each week as we bring you the latest with the Royal Blues. We want to thank Schalke, Fox Soccer, and the Bundesliga for providing us tidbits for our podcast today. If there are any topics you would like us to discuss, send us a tweet at SO4 underscore podcast on Twitter and let us know. We'll have some more guests on in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. I'd like to thank Nathan for joining us. Nathan, if people want to give you a follow on Twitter, where can they reach you? 
You could find me on Twitter at N-A-J-A-K-W-A. My name right now is David Pliskin. Yes, that's what's <laughs> confusing to me, but yes. It's a Metal Gear reference, so I apologize. Okay. No, there you go. Uh, yeah, make sure you, uh, you check out the Hey On Track Frankfurt podcast. I want to thank them again for having me on, and uh, it was good stuff. Definitely give them a listen. And you, yeah, you can, can find... Go ahead. You can find us uh, at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Brian uh, does a great a great job at hosting our podcast. Yes, and we'll uh, we'll make sure to tweet out a link for you because people need to follow that because uh, you guys do a, a very good podcast. And uh, as a as a neutral listening to a podcast like that, uh, it's it's definitely a good listen and it's uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun listening to you guys. All right, um, Jack, where can our followers follow you on Twitter? J.M. Mangan, M-A-N-G-A-N. Uh, that's where you can reach me in the Twitter sphere. And you've been up to something uh, lately. You went, you've been on. You were on a podcast today. Uh, let, let our listeners know who who you were on with and uh, if when, when it's going to be when it's going to be uh, uh, published. Yeah, Tyler Dunn uh, had me on of the of the Tyler Dunn uh, soccer show. Currently uh, undergoing a rebrand, but uh, that that episode will probably be released at some point over the winter break. I'm um, always scheduling some content, uh, some content for that. So, you know, we just talked about Schalke, kind of the Bundesliga in general, and uh, even touched on some Chicago pizza as we are both from Chicago. So that that uh, somebody to look forward to on that one. <laughs> Very good. No, I can't wait for that. Uh, as I was on the show early in the early in the year, um, uh, it's always great listening. He, he's a good guy to talk to, and uh, I learned a lot about Chicago talking with him. <laughs> uh, well, once again, I'm your host, Richard Carmen, and you can find me on Twitter as well at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Until the next pod comes, stay ready, and we'll be with you soon. Peace.